I'm San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth Admission. In addition to following this show, you're definitely going to want to subscribe to Extra Spicy, a brand new Chronicle podcast about food, culture, and the merits of ranch dressing. Joining me today are the hosts of Extra Spicy, the Chronicle's restaurant critic Soleil Ho and food writer Justin Phillips. They're talking about how Extra Spicy got started, their super cool first guest, and some crazy food products they'll never understand. Dessert hummus, anyone? Justin Phillips and Solejo, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for letting us get on here. Well, Fifth Admission is about to become slightly less cool because you have a new super cool podcast coming out in comparison. (laughs) So... um, little hesitant to have you on fifth admission <laughs> i mean i feel yeah i feel but, like fifth admission will always be cool <laughs> we are stealing a little bit of your shine aren't we sorry <laughs> you totally are you're mm-hmm. extra spicy um so i wondered if you both can walk me through how you got the idea to start this podcast and what exactly listeners should expect from extra mm, spicy yeah so like we've been like working on this for ever since i started at the chronicle about a year ago we wanted to do a food podcast that was different a little bit weird it's funny because you know Soleil and I would always talk about random things happening in the food world and um, I feel like the genesis of this was us wanting to take those like fun private conversations that we have and bring them out to the front also I'm gonna like throw myself under the bus here we actually start like I started trying to do a uh, a food podcast related um to Inside Scoop, which is like our restaurant insider info uh, yeah. blog kind of thing. Uh, started trying to do that in like 2018. And um, it was just, you know, like it was kind of complicated. We were trying to figure out, you know, what do we wanted it to sound like and all this. And then uh, Soleil came and we were like, okay, here, fix fix, fix this, make this right. <laughs> and so uh, changing yeah, courses. And yeah. so now we're here. That's great. Well, you two are quite the dynamic duo. So how do you decide what to talk about, you know, episode to episode? We decide on what we want to like talk about with each episode, just kind of centered around guests. We, we were really interested in talking to people in the Bay Area who make food, people outside of the Bay Area who make food and talk about it. Um, and we kind of jump off from what they want to talk about into what we want to talk about. And, you know, I think everyone can say really quickly like hey I like sandwiches but then if you actually ask for them to talk about sandwiches for a half hour that's when it gets interesting that sounds hard I don't think I t- could talk about sandwiches for a half hour but that's why I'm not hosting extra spicy <laughs> yeah I uh one, one of the things that's really fun about it is that no matter um no matter what the content of the episode is like whatever the whatever direction the interview takes uh Soleil and I if we have something that we want to bring in discuss We'll be able to work it in like, you know, through the breaks of the interview or, you know, at the end. But it can still feel relevant to us. And you have a really cool first guest, Padma Lakshmi, who I know best from her Top Chef role. Oh, my God. Um, How did you score that big interview? Well, I actually I reviewed her show, um, Taste the Nation, which is out on Hulu. And part of the whole like thing is, you know, her people ask, hey, do you want to talk to Padma? And I was like, yes, absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> and so we just wrangled in into a podcast and it was really kind of cool. It's like weird that like people, uh-huh. a celebrity, right, would say yes to going on a podcast that doesn't technically exist at the time at which we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a coup. Yeah. I mean, I'm very thrilled. And also it's it's kind of 
empowering to see how many people say yes to coming on the show because <laughs> it's because they like me or something. <laughs> so who else can we expect to hear from? Or is that secret? Um, well, there's a lot of really interesting Bay Area people, chefs, restaurateurs, also writers. Um, you know, we're really excited about like community organizers who've agreed to come on the show and farmers. So, I mean, it's going to be a pretty broad swath of people, hopefully. And the and mm-hmm. the fun thing about that's this, cool. too, is that the more uh, like all all that's, you know, we're going to have a really diverse uh, group that comes on. But as we do more of these, the uh you know, the guest list will expand, like more people will hear about it and want to join it. So I'm excited about that too, just kind of getting it up and out there because we've kind of, you know, I think people have been hearing rumblings about it for a while. Yeah, we're slowly working our way up Mm -hmm. to getting Guy Fieri on the show. Um, Ultimate goal. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. What about Thomas Keller, Soleil? You know, I don't know if he's going to say, he never says yes to like weird stuff. Like he's pretty normy, and I don't think our podcast <laughs> will be normy enough for for what he's comfortable with. Definitely not. But I did get to go to the French Laundry with you right before the pandemic closed all restaurants down, so that was very lucky on my part. I'm still happy that you you invited me. <laughs> you know, every time I go to the French Laundry, it's like among the most surreal experiences I have that year, or you know in my life um and so I'm glad you got to be part of that it was it was really funny (laughs) it was um and I was reading the description of your podcast and it it has the words in it the devastating horror of ranch dressing and it sounds like there's some disagreement between you two about how horrible ranch dressing is so I think you need to break that down decide once and for all on fifth so I think for me there's a uh there's a spectrum, right? There's the ranch dressing spectrum. And, um, you know, there's some stuff that I'll, I'll, I'll let slide. I, I think part of it's just because I'm a Southern kid and ranch dressing gets used on a bunch of stuff. But, you know, I think in our promo, there's like a part where we discuss uh, Soleil lets me know that people marinate meat sometimes that they're going to cook in ranch dressing. Like that's no, there you go. That that's one end of the spectrum that I'm like, all right, all right that's, that's, that's too far to the side. But you know, I don't know. I think our uh, yeah. our our ranch dressing opinions are are hot, no matter what. <laughs> it goes to show that you can have a show yes. where two people disagree fundamentally on something really important to both of them, and get along. <laughs> well, I'm going to break the tie and go with Justin because I think ranch has its place, especially as a mom whose kids will eat any vegetable you serve them if you. Serve it dipped in ranch dressing. Yeah. (laughs) All right now. (laughs) So it's two to one. And then you also have a segment called What Is This Nonsense? Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, Justin and I both have um, opinions about the things that we read. And I think part of our jobs is reading food media and just like everything about food every day. And invariably, there will be something in that mix that is awful, horrible, really astounding, (laughs) outrageous. And so, you know, we generally, before this, we would just talk to each other about it all the time. Um, So we thought we would be transparent because transparency is a value of our newsroom about those conversations and really bring them forward for people to Mm -hmm. enjoy. And what are some of the nonsensical food items you have found and, and talked about with each other? I mean, one of the things that uh, that we kind of played with was I was reading a Soleil list of items that were 
being of food items that were being sold at like the Texas State Fair. And it's like deep fried everything, butter covered, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we'll have a gasp about that. We talked about one time um, a bar in San Francisco that opened that uh, was filled with rats. It was just this rat bar. Ew. Yeah, you know, people on purpose. Yeah, people. Would pay, yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. People would pay. Ew. People would pay money to uh, to go and sip cocktails around rats, and uh, whoa, that's a thing. I don't know what I miss that. Yeah, I remember when we were driving back from the French Laundry Soleil. You told me one of the nonsensical food items was dessert hummus. I had never heard of that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's just so much in the food world that is just so interesting, right? And like also outrageous and borderline offensive, <laughs> including dessert hummus. <laughs> um, and we thought it'd be a great like outlet to just talk about it. And also, like, we didn't want the show to be totally serious. Um, mm-hmm. So it was an excuse to kind of bring a little bit of joy and laughter to our listeners' lives. Well, we need that a lot right now, so that's a good thing. And I know that you're more focused on the cultural aspect of food than, you know, breaking down any particular recipe at a restaurant or something, right? So can you talk about the importance of coming at food and the way you two are coming at it? You know, I uh, I think it's all kind of like tied together. Um, I think a lot of the stories that we write that probably get a lot of traction are the perspective pieces that talk about the culture of the restaurant industry or of a specific restaurant. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of depth in uh, in telling a story through a recipe, too, um, which I think is something that we'll, you know, we'll also dabble with. But, you know, uh, it's I think the way that people consume uh, food news about the just the industry itself is completely different than they may have, you know, 10, 15 years ago, um, you know. I think people do want to read about our perspective, even if we're not putting ourselves very much, you know, putting ourselves into a news story. It's still something that um, it's a trend or something that we've identified just through our own expertise. And I think people enjoy seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the reason why I think we're able to sustain, you know, a whole food section right now or just have stories come out every day is because we write about the way food reflects what we value, you know what we aspire Mm -hmm. to, what we love, what we don't love, um, and how that reflects on us as humans, as people in a society. Um, And that's kind of what the show is about, too. It's just extending food as a metaphor, right, or as like an entree into talking about these bigger things. Mm -hmm. And you've been doing that a lot lately with your job, Soleil, because restaurants are still closed. So you've been coming (laughs) at it in a whole new (laughs) new direction. No, totally. Yeah. Um, It's... As we've all learned, right, it's all kind of like a um, a way for us to deal with feelings or politics or just connections with other people. And how do you think your podcast will be affected as the restaurant industry kind of struggles with how to emerge from COVID-19? And probably a lot of them will never reopen at all. And others will have the weird like face guards and, you know, six feet apart from between tables and all of that. Like, how, do you think that'll come up in your in extra spicy I I think so. You know, it's uh one of the one of the interesting things moving forward is I feel like there's a because the industry has this um this interesting setup right now, there's an honesty that comes from the people that we interview that are going to uh you know, I I feel like all of these topics are basically going to come across in the podcast, but 
I'm excited because it's it's such uncharted territory for so many people. And we're all trying to process our emotions at the same time. And, um, you know, I think you're going to really get some uh, some interesting angles that you wouldn't have gotten when everything was, you know, normal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the bright yeah. side, uh, you know, if there is a bright side, um, people have more time to talk to us now. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> They're like, somebody wants to talk to me. That's good. Has anybody turned you down? Actually, no. Nah. No wow. One's, no one said no. I will say you're batting a hundred. I will say this: in 2018, when it didn't exist, and I was pitching people for it, they're like, uh, "Let let me know what it looks like first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Padma Lakshmi set the bar high, so now everybody's going to want to do it. Hell yes, Guy Fieri, please call Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri, <laughs> we're waiting on you, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> I'm sure he's a regular listener of Fifth and Mission, so it's only a matter of time. I'll be right back with Soleil Ho and Justin Phillips. I'm back with Soleil Ho and Justin Phillips, the hosts of the Chronicle's brand new podcast, Extra Spicy. (laughs) Well, I told you that I would do this interview with you if you would both be subjected to our famous lightning round. So are you ready for that? Yes. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Where is your favorite place in San Francisco to get a burrito? Breakfast Little. Because I am a breakfast burrito ho. <laughs> what do you get? What's your order? Well, it's just the basic, like the OG is what they call it. It's got eggs. It's got bacon. It's got tater tots and a garlic aioli and sriracha. It's real good. Ooh. And how about you, Justin? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with the very, I, I don't know if this is a basic answer, but uh, La Taqueria. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a classic. It was one of the first introductions to the city that uh, that I had when I moved here. And it just has kind of like a, you know, and, I, and I've talked to the owner for a couple of stories and stuff. I don't know. I just have a, a spot in my heart. So, mm-hmm. And what do you order when you go? I mean, I, I'm not really relegated to anything, honestly. Um I don't know. Mix it up. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I could give you give you something specific. I'm just saying I, I like the whole menu. I'll put it like that. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite movie filmed in San Francisco? And we'll start with Justin. Oh, damn. This is a good one. Um, <laughs> you know what? I got two for you. I'm going to say, okay. uh, I'm going to say, Miss. maybe I could, maybe I'll do three. I'll say, I'll say, okay. I'll say Mrs. Doubtfire. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that had a huge impact on my childhood. Um, <laughs> it did? How so? I mean, I just, you know, w- when you're trying to figure out what's funny to you um, and you're fall in love, you, you fall in love with an actor, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you fall in love with Robin Williams. And it's just this thing that you can quote all the time. It's kind of wholesome. You know, you don't have to, like, hide a movie from your parents to watch it. Um, <laughs> you know, like, Mrs. Doubtfire had a feel to it that I remember that kind of, like, romanticized San Francisco to me. Even though I didn't really, like, you know realize that that was the city really like it didn't really matter to me as a kid but anyway i liked that movie and the other one that i'm gonna add in is just uh the 2003 incredible hulk with eric Bana because part of that was shot in san francisco mm-hmm. and i honestly did not like that movie and did not like the hulk after that and i just think it's really funny to go back and watch it <laughs> like oh my god this was shot in san francisco wow but um but yeah but i think the one that i loved the most was uh was just mrs doubtfire okay good choices and how about you Soleil? Does it count if it was filmed in San Jose? 
Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Because, you know, you got to like rep the South Bay sometimes too, right? Of course. So there's this movie called Birdemic. And it's basically the birds except really, really awful. And like there's CGI <laughs> hawks. Um, there's like just really awful. It's like it's it, like maybe the budget was probably like $1,000. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, it's I amazing. have never heard of that. I love awful movies. And like this is among <laughs> the top. And the director is a Vietnamese wow. guy, so I feel very, like, proud. Oh, that's cool. All right. Now, picture back when bars were open, like, 10 years ago. Where was your favorite place in San Francisco to get a stiff drink? And Soleil, you're up. Hmm. Okay. So, I think for me, God, I, like, I can't remember, you know? <laughs> I know. It was so long it's ago. It's been so long. Did I even go to bars? <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably did. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know if you kicked it like in bars like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the bars that I like are the ones where I don't even know the names, right? Like there's this one in yeah. North Beach that's like a tiki bar, I guess. Um, but I don't like I would just walk in there. I wouldn't like look at the sign. It just that's where you okay. would get the really nasty Mai Tais that were really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> the nasty Mai Tai place in North Beach. And how about you, Justin? Um I th I think for me was Sam Jordan's when um mm -hmm. you know when I first moved out here it, you always look up the places that are kind of like historic and Sam Jordan's which is closed now um was this black owned bar in the city that everybody used to talk about and it's you know it just like um just like La Taqueria it just kind of has a place in my heart I think and uh, for each of you, what was your first concert? For me, oh my god, okay, all right, all right, all right. Um, it was The Pillows, which um, it's an anime band, whatever, um, that would also be called by some uh, like Japanese Weezer. Um, that was back <laughs> when I was in high school in New York. And Justin, um, my first concert, the. Man, this is this is wild. So like back home in Louisiana, like Louisiana rappers show up to like small town clubs and you know, 18 um like the the youth spots and all that. And uh there was this uh rapper named Juvenile. It took me a while to remember this, but anyway, there's a rapper named Juvenile from New Orleans <laughs> that I saw uh saw in person. Nice. He showed he showed up 3 hours late and performed for like 30 minutes. <laughs> they oh, <bounced>. man. <laughs> I hope you didn't pay a lot for the tickets. Nah, no, nah, we didn't pay much. <laughs> um, and Justin, what was the last book you read? I was reading, before all of this started, I was in uh, the game. I, I was reading Game of Thrones. I actually hadn't read uh -huh. the series before. Um, and I was reading A Storm of Swords. And um, yeah, and so everything before that I had finished. But I was on a Game of Thrones kick. And Soleil? The last book I read is How Much of These Hills is Gold? It's a novel mm. by, um, it's I think the debut novel of this author, Pam Zhang. And it is about these Chinese Americans during the gold rush um, in the 1800s who are just trying to live their lives in California in the mines. And it's really, really interesting. It's mm. awesome. Cool. I'll have to add it to my list. And then... Um, Justin, if there was one dish you could be eating at any restaurant in the Bay Area, <laughs> you know, what are you most looking forward to reopening so you can eat that one particular thing? Um, what's something that I'm most looking forward to to eating? 
uh, when I can, whenever I can sit back down in Brenda's again, I'll be uh, yeah extremely I love yeah I'll be extremely happy. Yeah, I bet those beignets don't really like translate well to takeout. They really don't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. What are you looking forward to most, Soleil? Hmm. There's so many things that you can't eat outside of a restaurant, you know? And I think for mm-hmm. me, I want to eat like the like boiling pot of um, of marinated short rib that you can get at Daeho in Japantown. Mm. It's like this Korean short rib that's like like salty and sweet and sticky and like, you know, the the apparatus that it's served in is like super, super hot, you know, and you can order cheese on top of it and the server will come to your table with a blowtorch and like melt it for you. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah, takeout doesn't do that. <laughs> wow. I think we should all go there when we can. Yes, let's do it. And let's okay. go to Hot Pot Karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, here's a good lightning round question. What is your karaoke song, Soleil? I have a lot, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> the one that I that is my favorite is probably "I Try" by Macy Gray. Oh, that's a good one. And Justin, um, maybe "Boys to Men" into the road, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is "Like a Prayer" by Madonna. Just so you know. All right. Mm. Yep. And last question: What is something you always make sure to squeeze into your busy day, Justin? Something that I make sure to squeeze into my busy day. Um, I will say, I'll say taking a break from Twitter. It might not be anything like <laughs> drastic, but being able. That's very smart. Yeah, being able to like put my phone down and not check Twitter for a while. And Soleil? I think for me, it's a proper breakfast, which is so mm-hmm. boring and so like goofy, I guess. But like, you know, I, I try to make a breakfast sandwich or a bagel with lox, or some fried rice, um, just something delicious to start with. Because otherwise, because I usually forget to eat lunch, and it's all it's a mess. I, I like I barely yeah. make time to put on pants these days. <laughs> but like breakfast is this important. was just during the pandemic, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, congratulations to you both on Extra Spicy. I can't wait to hear more of it. And thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you to Soleil Ho and Justin Phillips for joining me today, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and to you for listening. Fifth Emission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.